Hello and welcome to a new episode of Museums Up, a series of podcasts from the Reinherit Project, a smart tool that provides you with current issues related to cultural heritage management, digital innovation, and sustainability in museums. The Reinherit Project is funded from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under Grant Agreement No. 101-004-545. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is Jaime Lopez, and you are listening to a new episode of Museums Up, a series of podcasts from the Reinherit Project. The topic of today's episode is digital communication with audiences in museums. And to talk about it, we have Giuliano Gaia, co-founder together with Stefania Boiano of the cultural company Invisible Studio. A pioneer in the field of digital communications for museums in Italy, Giuliano brings to Invisible Studio the passion for creating links and bridges between art and science, nonprofits and marketing, and commercial companies and culture. Hi, Giuliano, and welcome to Museum Sub. Hello to you and to all the people who are listening to us. How visitors can enrich their experience using digital technology in museums? Well, digital technology, for example, is great at creating context because one of the big problems that we see in museums is that uh, usually artifacts are taken out of their original context, of course, because they've been brought to the museum. So, for example, let's imagine an archaeological museum. You can see uh, vases, statues, and so on. But problem is that the context for which they were created, imagine a temple or a house of a wealthy Roman man, well, they are long gone. So, uh, for example, digital can be absolutely great in recreating this context and uh, can also recreate the context even in the, um, uh, in the realm of contemporary uh, art, for example, because it can recreate, for example, the, the process uh, of designing and creating, for example, a specific, uh, specific artwork. So again, digital is fantastic for um, creating, uh, creating course context, that, that's the first thing. And the second thing I think uh, um, digital can be great is uh, to enhance interaction. Because one of the big problems that we, we see in museums is that people cannot really interact uh, with uh, uh, the artifacts because otherwise they, they would be probably ruined. But of course you can add uh, um, touch experiences uh, somewhere but usually you can offer only a very limited set of interaction. With digital technology you can offer the, the possibility to interact much more. Uh, either, for example, you can uh, rotate objects uh, so you see, for example, the, the parts that, that are not there. Uh, or uh, you can interact with, uh, with other visitors uh, regarding or the, the institutions regarding um, uh, the, the object, but also many other things. So uh, second thing we can say is um, interaction. So we have got context, we have got interaction. And um, basically one thing I think it really has to be kept in mind is this one, is that, that also uh, visitors are digitizing themselves. 
which is something that we we really want to stress. Uh, every time we have an interview or a conference, we, we repeat this concept because we think it's very important because in all of our experience during the years, because we've been, uh, as you said, we've been working in this field uh, since uh, 25 years ago. So uh, we have seen many technologies come and go and so on. But the really important thing is that more than museums digitizing themselves, we have seen visitors digitizing themselves. So visitors uh, started with having not having a real digital presence in their life. Then they went online. And then after that, uh, they went on social media. And then they got smartphones in their, in their pockets, every one of them. And then um, visitors will, will have augmented reality glasses in the future. They'll have uh, neurotransplants in, the, in their brains, probably. So uh, what we see is that since digital the digital part of their existence is so important they really do not leave uh, this digital part of their existence out of the museum when you enter into the museum so that's why museums have to respond to the fact that uh, uh, people entering the museums are no more uh, uh, only humans, they are sort of cybernetic uh, visitors and uh, they bring inside their digital part as well and we have to answer and to respond to this digital part. So again, um, museum can use digital to offer things but also museum have to use digital to answer to this uh, new kind of digital life that their visitors are conducting in their everyday experience. Okay. And another question, how a human-centered design is needed to create better technology experiences in museums? Well, uh, the problem with many technological experiences in the, um, in the museum is that they do not start uh, from the needs of the visitors. They tend to start, for example, from uh, a desire of the museum uh, to, uh, to seem or experiment with new technologies and to seem uh, more advanced to seem less, you know, the old dusty museum image that we are, uh, we are all used to. And, uh, um, and so the problem is that sometimes this technology is used uh, not to really fulfill any of the visitor, but more as a kind of, uh, again, um, experiment or way to get a grant or things like that. Uh, it's very important to have an effective uh, use of technology that you align the cultural needs of the museum with the human needs of the visitors. And why this is important? This is important because uh, um, human-centered design is being uh, used in many industries right now, but it's much more important in museums because museums do not, uh, do not aim to sell things. Well, okay, they want to sell uh, tickets, but uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the main thing. The main thing is that they want uh, sort of to get a transformative effect into the human mind. They want to, uh, to open, open up new ways of looking at the world. And so this is why it's so important to understand deeply the human mind if you want to uh, achieve this effect. And um, this, is, uh, this is where the uh, human-centered design becomes so important. Uh, to make uh, an example, uh, we've been working with many museums uh, um, 
nationally and uh, in Italy, but also internationally, uh, using a bespoke version that uh, we uh, elaborated on the design thinking, human-centered uh, design method. And for example, we've used it in the Museo Gizzo in Turin, we've used it in the Perry World Museums in London and in many, many other museums, big and small. And uh, why we do that? We do that because, for example, design thinking is based on two important things, which are uh, the empathy with the visitors and prototyping and testing uh, solutions. Both are very important to create uh, effective uh, digital solutions because uh, when you enter in empathy with your visitors, then you can really understand uh, um, which technology is useful for them. And also you tend to reduce the problem of the digital divide, which is very important for museums because we do not uh, leave anyone outside of uh, the museum experience, first of all. And secondly, the fact that you can prototype and test, and museum galleries are very good for prototyping and testing, um, because for example, people usually are in good mood with museums, so they're willing, absolutely willing, for example, to, if they're approached by museum staff and uh, the museum staff tell them, hey, we, are, uh, we would like uh, to experiment this solution, can you give us five minutes um, just to test it and tell us what you think? Well, this is usually very well received, much more well received, for example, if uh, if the same thing is done into a supermarket where people think, okay, they're trying to sell me something or I've got no time, I've got only five minutes uh, to, to get my stuff and go home. So um, the museum, again, is a, an ideal environment for that and is especially rewarding for visitors uh, testing and prototyping because uh, they uh, realize that museums care about them. So this is, a, this is very good on the visitor side. And this is especially important for the museum side because the, the museum substantially cannot afford mistakes because they've got limited resources of time, limited resources of money, limited resources of staff. And so it's very, very important to get it right. And I've seen too many technological solutions just, just being useless and a total waste of time and money, uh, just because the museum skipped this prototyping and testing part. And this prototyping and testing part is so important, so rewarding, and also rewarding for the staff, for the museum staff as well, because it puts them in direct connection with the visitors. And ultimately, the visitors are the reason why we're all here. Uh, and uh, so, you know, getting back in, in touch with that, it's uh, really, it can, um, it can reward you of all the hours of dull work that you put into, into your museum. And, uh, and so it, it's really effective on, so, on many, many levels. Very interesting, Giuliano. Thank you very much for your input. Thank you, Antonio. We hope this episode has provided you with valuable information about digital communications in museums. Thanks for listening to Museums App, a podcast from the Heritage Parade. And stay tuned for the next episode. We inherit, redefining the future of cultural heritage. For more information about the Reinherit project, go to reinherit.eu and check our social channels. Reinherit, make it your own.